Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, so this is in between season two and season three. Uh, we're taking breaks, a break-ish. We need to rest our throats yeah. and our brains. Even though we really technically haven't stopped recording, but as far as you guys know, we have. So there was no Wednesday episode last week. Uh, there's no Wednesday episode this week. And next week we're back again. It's a debut season three. Boop, boop, boop. A really big, a heavy hitter. Per se. Oh, right off the rip. Mm-hmm. Government conspiracy, aliens. Reptilians. Reptilians. Some really old friends of the show, cryptid-wise, come back. Yes, yeah, a return. But to help satiate your needs, we had a friend come in studio and just kind of hang out and tell some stories. Uh, real good buddy. Yep. It's just kind of a fun episode. It's not our typical bag, but, but something a, you get to enjoy. It's, it's a, we're introducing you to... a. Uh, one of our friends that may be coming back if if you guys like it, which I think you will. He's a good friend of the show, um, interesting feller, my fishing partner, and my bowling partner. So we're pulling people from the bowling community into the show. It's going to be a good time. It's a ball. So, guys, enjoy this episode. Um, yeah. You're going to hear... I just kind of forgot that you're going to hear our season three intro also. So this will be your first sneak peek, even though we talk about it in next week's episode. Ew. Well, we, can, we, we might have to cut that out. I don't think I can because I started talking during it. We can still cut it out. All right. Maybe you guys won't get it. Yeah. We don't know. We'll see. All right. Have a good week, guys. We'll be back next week with our normal kind of schedule. And that's kind of it. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Crimson the Corn Podcast. Welcome, Patreon members. We have some really, really special stuff lined up for you today. Uh, I'm going to actually kick it over to Jay. Well, aren't you going to introduce your name first? Oh, it's Patreon. They all know. I'm That's the great and powerful mystery. Okay, and I'm, and I'm Jay. <laughs> just Jay? Yeah, just no, Jay No today. nickname to Jay? No, no. To Jay? To Jay, yeah, good one. To Jay. So today we are joined by a special guest in studio. It would be my fishing partner, my bowling partner, and my good friend, Jimmy Lee Neal. Howdy, y'all. How you doing? We are doing fantastic. Good, good. Say hi to all the people, Australia, England, all around the world. All around the world. What's up, folks? We're going (laughs) to... We are introducing you guys to um, Jimmy and getting... I don't know, just giving you a dose of some local legends here. So, um, we had this thought a long time ago. Yeah. Since. What do we call it? Uh, local legends with a local. Something like that. Yeah. yeah a long time ago. It never yeah. really came to be. You know, so, the this man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Know, so. so, why not start with a bang? Yeah. Got mm-hmm. the shirt that says it. So. <laughs> now, did you recognize anybody's voice besides me and Jay's in that intro? I want to say, I think so. I believe so. Uh, does he know? Gre- yeah. Do you know Greg Howard? Yes. That's that was his Bigfoot encounter. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's the tail end of that was uh, he came on the show and yeah. told us his encounter. I mean, I've seen some pretty wild stuff. I mean, that's... 
on special on like that reels and whatnot. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. Wild I stuff. thought you meant in person. Oh no, I know. I thought, not I, I was like, no, not yet. Retreat. No, no. Oh, I'm we'll get to. keep going to Minnesota. You will. <laughs> yeah, we're going so. to one day. So. We're gonna find something. We're gonna go to that secret lake and we're gonna find us a Bigfoot. I mean, my brother told me one time there was some bunch of monsters coming to get me from the woods, and I looked over as much of pine trees and from a distance they looked like monsters. Yeah. So I turn around, he's gone. So I'm like, wow, he left me. So I shot towards the door and he locked the door and I knocked the door completely off the hinges and everything. <laughs> <laughs> for the pine tree monsters. Yep. Pine tree the monsters pine tree monsters coming monsters. to get me. I was out. I was done. Well, I, was, I gotta go. I want you, Jimmy, to share the story of this summer, this past summer. When we went fishing in Minnesota, because it is a treat, and it was a good time. It was a good time, man. Got to be my first captain, so yeah, that was that was pretty all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You drew, you drove a boat for the first time. Yeah, you know, I've been fishing a million times, but I've always been in the front of the boat. Never got to be the captain of the boat. But this time, I got a nice 10-minute lesson on how to be a boat captain. Oh, yeah, sent me off on my little way. Well, you got to tell Justin what happened, so... I wasn't there the first day because we were actually at a conference, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. We were at the Michigan Bigfoot Conference. Yes. Because you had to leave. Yeah. I had to leave and drive up to Minnesota from there. So you got stuck. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't get there to what? Like later Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. He got there Sunday. Sunday, So I got to be. The conference was Saturday. That's right. Yep. So So I got to be my own little man for about a 10. 10 minute boat lesson Saturday. <laughs> then I was like, I'm good to go. Fellas set me loose and then s- fished a little bit Sunday, you know, not too much. But then I met Saturday and then Sunday came around. Jay wasn't there yet. So I'm on my own. So I, it's raining, it's pouring rain. So I was like, I'm, it's on. I'm, I'm just going to do it, man. Fired that puppy up and away I went. And I was kind of, I've only been there once or twice. So I, I don't know really where I'm going, but I knew if I left the cabin and I went straight, I was fine, but if I went left or right, there's a good chance I ain't never coming back unless somebody <laughs> comes and finds me. So, so I was like, I'm just going to stay straight around this little island thing. Well, the first thing I did was I went cruising around that little island and decided I was going to anchor myself off, which went good for a while until the boat swerved over onto a big rock and nobody told me about you could raise the motor up. So I jumped in the water to push the motor loose from the rock. and I walked off the edge of that rock, turns out. Got caught kind of deep there all of a sudden. <laughs> so, so it's good that I kept a hold of the boat because otherwise people would have been driving by and be like, hey, can I get a ride? <laughs> My boat's over there because I'm over here because uh, it drifted off. <laughs> good thing you hung so, on. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. Yeah, so at least I got back in the boat. So I was like, man, maybe I ought to just do me a little cruise and a little trolling, maybe. You know, I, that should be all right. So I go trolling along. I as long as I went straight, I could go straight back. And I, be able to find my way home well it turns out once i got i wound up i wound up hooking onto a nice big old walleye and so now i'm freaking out i turn the motor off i'm trying to get this walleye in i get it all tagged up i get it netted up i get it in there and i'm like uh-oh i think i'm lost it's like do i go left do i go right i was like where do i go i, was, I am actually physically i am lost right now and once I figured out exactly where I needed to go, I wound up turning the old boat wide open, and I headed towards where I figured was homeland. So I wound up running across a couple people that I know, and they I slow down like for two-tenths of a second. And I raise up that big old walleye, and I'm like, hey, you guys got anything to keep this alive? I didn't even let him answer. I just dropped back in the boat, and I was like, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, so I scream onto the dock. You know, I... I 
cruise up to the dock and get the boat loaded up there, tie it all off. I jump in, I jump out. I grab that fish and I put it in the live well and I'm kind of pumping it back and forth because you can make them kind of stay vibrant. Yeah. It seemed like it was, it, it just wasn't as lively as what it should have been. And mm -hmm. I'm freaking out. I don't, you know, I was like, I don't want this fish to die, you know. I, so another guy was there, and I was like, hey. He was like, hey, I'll, I'll fillet that fish for you. I was like, really? I was like, man, that'd be great. This dude that usually does ours is not here. I said, so, man, that'd be great. I said, here, well, take a picture of it. Here, Here's my phone. Well, guess what, folks? My phone is now gone. So in the hustle bustle of wrestling this fishing, one, you're driving the boat by yourself. You're fishing by yourself. You're netting it by yourself. Yeah, I'm totally excited about everything. I'm mm -hmm. just waking in. I did a good job of keeping my phone out of the water all day because I had the live tunes on, you know. I was just cruising and tuning and kept track of that phone the whole time until I got back to that dock. And then all that excitement started, and all of a sudden, Mr. Phone come up missing. <laughs> oh, yeah. so... That's and then the next morning, I or no, it was that night is when I think I showed up. Oh right? yeah, that night you showed up and Jimmy's just holding on to his head because all he can think about is his wife killing him for oh, that yeah. twelve hundred dollar phone he just dunked in the water. And it's like oh she's gonna kill me, fella. She's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. So, it's like what, what? I said, man, it's just bad news. I said, man, she's gonna kill me for that phone, dude. I said she's gonna kill me. You told me you're gonna be tasting your nuts. Oh yeah, she's like, gonna I kick can, you so hard. Yeah, I was like, I can, oh yeah, she kicks me. I said, I can, what are you doing? I said, I'm over there tasting my nads because I feel her stomping on them all the way up to my throat. She's <laughs> telling me that's twelve hundred dollars you sunk in the lake. <laughs> yep, that's yeah, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, definitely. So, that, so that's when I showed up. Yeah. So and Jimmy's there, down there, pacing the dock, pacing the cabin, just hands on his head, pulling his hair out, pacing. And I don't really know what's going on until I talked to him and asked him. You know, he's like, my phone. I lost my phone somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's, and you were looking all over. But I had a real good idea. I was like, man, the only place I could have lost it was at this dock. And we wound up, when I... When I first got there, we wound up moving my boat back and the live well back. Turns out my phone, which was a glorious thing, had fell in between the dock and under the water for about four and a half feet. So the next morning, I happened to go out there, and I looked down, and I'm like, can't be. Oh, it's like 6 a.m. too. Yeah, it's like 6, 6.30. It's nice and cool out. It's not... So I'm standing there looking. The sun's out pretty nice. And I'm like, that can't be my phone, can it? <laughs> I was like, my phone's got a little shiny ring on the back yep. of it. So it's pretty helpful to find. Thank God it was on there because I would have never found it otherwise. But here's that little shiny ring underneath that water. And I'm like, shine, kind of block it a little bit. And I'm like, that is my phone. I said, I wonder if I can reach that. So I pulled my jacket off because I got a sleeveless shirt on. You know, I think I can reach that. Oh, no, it's about at least another foot and a half before I can even reach it. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting this phone. Whether whether it's walking in from there or diving in from this dock, I will not leave without this phone. But the day before that, we found a gigantic snapping turtle right there in that area. So now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of hesitant on whether I walk down through there or I start twiggling my fingers down there. <laughs> so I poke a little. Uh, one of those fishing nets around there trying to get the phone to swoop up in there of course it won't so that's when i decide i'm going in you know so i pull the jacket off can't reach it wound up pulling my shirt off wound up going about 
I don't know, shoulder to head deep, completely underwater. My head's completely underwater. I finally grab that phone. I pull it up. And I'm standing there looking at it like, oh, she's going to be so happy I found my phone. Whether it works or not doesn't matter. The fact is I found it. So now I am one notch up on the not getting right. killed, killed a meter. So now I'm good. <laughs> So then I, I, I take it up there, and they're all like, I walk into the cabin, my hair's dripping wet, ain't got no shirt on. They're like, what'd you do, jump in the lake? Yep. They're like, oh, my God, you found your phone. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, now, there ain't no rice to soak this thing in now, is there? They're like, nope. So we wound up soaking it in a bunch of... Uh, a worm bedding. Worm bedding. Oh, that'll of, work. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, if anybody ever drops their phone in the word, forget about that rice, drop in some worm bedding. Did it ever turn back on? Well, it will get to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so after I got it back in there. I dried it. I put it in. I put it in that worm bedding for like maybe two and a half days. Cleaned her all off, and I got the old charger out, and I popped her in there. All of a sudden, it come up that little ring. Like I'm starting to charge. I'm like, oh, 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 oh somebody likes me somewhere. So I set it up there. So about an hour and a half. I go back and look at it. It's a sixty-five percent. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait till you get to 100%, and I'm going to hit the go button. That bad boy got to 100%. I said, Deet. I said, phone starting. <gasps> oh, my God. I said, oh, I'm going to call the wife and tell her what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was, it, was, uh, it was an eventful thing. Now, so if anybody goes to Minnesota and they drop their phone in the water, it's called I Pulled a Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, we did say that all yeah, weekend. Yeah. So from, your dad dropped his phone in the water. Yeah, that's the first thing they said when they got back. Hey, he pulled a Jimmy. I was like, well, what's that? Puts phone in the water. <laughs> but he didn't find yeah, it. But he didn't find his. No. But I did, and it still worked. So, yeah, the old Samsung, whatever it is. Is that the same a, phone you still got? Still too, got right? now, right now. Yeah. Still works that's good. That's a pretty good phone. And that's right? a pretty mean phone, isn't it? To spend that much time underwater. <laughs> right, and it was underwater for, uh, what, like, about 12 hours. 15, about 15 hours, you know. So I, uh, once impressive. I did once I did call my wife, I was like, hey, you want to hear what I did? She was like, oh, what you do? So I lost my phone in the lake. I said, but I found it because I'm talking to you. On it. <laughs> she was like... She said, well, of course, you know, I'm freaking out the whole time. She's like, well, you know your phone's insured, right? I was like, no. She's like, you know your phone's awful water-resistant, right? I said, yeah, for four and a half feet for 15 hours? I said, I think I might have exceeded that, that limit. window a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just, you know, I may have. Water-resistant <laughs> means if you sprinkle some water from your hands on it, yes. it probably is not going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> but to be plunging underwater for 15 hours? Mm, I think somebody, you sure it ain't waterproof, woman? Because that acts like it shut off. <laughs> so it wouldn't, like, short itself out or whatever. Yeah. It, it had, probably does have a safety feature in it. Where I it hope just so. Unho- basically disconnects the battery so it doesn't fry the circuitry. I hope so. Because the circuitry is waterproof, as long as there's not electricity going through Running it. Running through it, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I wonder if it does, because it went in there. It had power before it went in. We had a, well, you know, I used to be the, the field biologist, stuff like that. So we all of our, all of our like, Garmin stuff and everything. They had those sensors in them. Oh, really? Because uh, if they fell in the water, they'd immediately shut off. Ooh, uh, so they weren't waterproof, but long as they were shut off when they actually got water internally. What would you say? Water retardant? Like uh, water safety systems. So it's it's just a weird thing. It's you know, like, waterproof is like you can hold your phone underwater. Because there's phones like that. You can hold underwater and, and use, them use them. Yeah. Uh, now, I wonder if that one has, like, a pressure sensor in it when it gets so... Pressure or even a little liquid sensor. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, Craig Lennon, 
was ice fishing a long time ago with us at a cabin in Michigan. And he's standing up and he's looking for his phone. And he can't figure out what happened to his phone. And then he looks down in the hole and he had a waterproof case on it. About 40 foot down, you could see his phone still lit up. Oh, oh no. Oh, wow. Somebody get a magnet voice. Oh, you see? ain't getting that thing back. <laughs> so it's but, gone? No, but yeah, because he was listening to music and he stood up. And he had a, he, it was a long time ago, so it's no wireless headphones, nothing like that yet. He stood up, and then the music stopped, and he's looking all over, like, okay, where'd I drop it? In the hole. Yeah, and you'd be surprised. As a, out of all things, you know, nothing else but one like, tiny hole in the ice. Mm-hmm. And where do you drop your phone? Right through that little hole. Because we're going ice fishing a couple weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be surprised. Like, these little holes, like, though I use an 8-inch hole, and we have an 8x8 eight eight shanty. So it takes up very little space, and the actual shanty is the hole. Everything you drop Goes will hole. immediately run to the hole. It's like it's like suction. Just it's, right. it's, I, it's something. It's just like it has to fall into the hole. <laughs> I've never been ice fishing, so I don't know. I'm noited out about it, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it or not. Michigan's a little different than Ohio. Ice, you know, there's trucks parked out there. There's semis and stuff like yeah, that. Man, I still don't know if I'd be comfortable out there. I'd hear that. be like, I'm out, boys. I'm out. There's good cracking and bad <laughs> cracking. Man, I, you'd hear the door. Shanty fly open. Oh, Jimmy would be like the Matrix, man. <laughs> and then, like you said earlier, getting lost. So I don't know if I even shared this story ever with Jay. Uh, we were in St. John's River fishing one of the big estuaries in Florida. And they have these gigantic patches of weeds that float. But you can't tell they're floating because there's like island-sized patches of weeds. Oh, wow. And we're out gar fishing, and I, I'm famous for knowing my way back no matter where we go. Like, if I go somewhere once, I can probably get there again. So we're all the way out and all these little back channels everything. And so it's time to head back. We start heading back, and I'm like, the turn's supposed to be right here. And there's nothing. There's an island. Like, there's just more ground. And Dad's like, no, obviously not because, you know, I'm like, no. It's right here because it's past this old big dead cypress tree. That we were supposed to go like right here, he's like no. And then we we were lost for like two hours. Came back and the channel's there. We couldn't figure out what happened. We thought we were like tripping because we're like no, it was it was here and then it wasn't and then it was here, and then we seen one go past us. Literally, it had trees and everything in it. Oh dang! No um, way. Yeah, it's just so it looks like it's moving so slow you can't tell it's an island. Uh, we actually end up fishing under them. That's where we got all the big bowfin. Is the bowfin would. Hang up with a fry underneath them. Ah, wow! Uh, alligators or ma- manatees will ride on them. Well, manatees will ride under them. Alligators ride on them. Yeah, that'd be wild. Oh, uh, you get dude. lost super easy. Yeah, I got lost super easy up there. I mean, I can imagine. Uh, it's a lake you don't know. Nothing like it, you know. It's a lake you don't know, and there's no like, there's no houses. There's no yeah, points there's no of points like, of uh, recognition. There no, exactly. At no all. landmarks. None. I, you, you just look both. We got ways. lost on Burt Lake in a blizzard. So Burt Lake's like ten miles wide, like five miles long. So most of Burt Lake, with ice fishing, you can't see the shoreline. Really. And it starts snowing so hard, you can kind of see it always. I mean, there's never if it's not snowing, you can see it. The second you get a little bit of snow, gone. It all melts away. We end up doing these big circles out there trying to work our way back. It's like, I think it's that way. Somebody should have brought a compass, man. We can find our way home. That won't need that next year for Minnesota. Exactly. And my phone's got one of those, so we'll just use that little bad mamma jamma. As long as it's not in the water. Hey, that's all right. Now I got a little thing next year. I'm, hey, I thought of some preventions to make that ever happen. You need to, you need to put it on a like a string, like oh, a I'm, nurse's no, string. Oh, no, I'm going to get me with the same thing. We take the brewing. It slides in this nice little pouch, hangs around my neck. So the only way it's going in the water is if I go with it. There you go. <laughs> I just get, yeah, we have them for the pliers on the boat. 
uh, it's like a retractable string. So oh, if, if you drop it, it immediately gets sucked back into the boat. You know what? We need those because we get them lost in the boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, the pliers, yeah, because it's just like this thing. So no matter what, when you sit the pliers down, it goes back to the same spot. Mm-hmm. That's good because you got two pairs, and, and you can't find either one of them because they're both on the floor rolling around. Yeah, underneath the seats and stuff. We've thrown pliers back trying to throw fish back. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> whoops. Uh, where was I lost like two lures last year in, in Michigan, setting them just down on nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I have a little captain's table next to my like next to my chair, but if I'm turned too far, there's nothing there. So I literally went plop. In the water? And it was brand new fishing lure. I was just about to tie on. Bye, gone. See ya. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Not, not going to use no more. Hope you catch water. a fish. It's, it's gone. Hope you catch a fish, because I won't be there to help you. <laughs> well, my dad did that once, uh, or I, he didn't do it. I actually lost a big, big old lure we just bought that year up in Canada. And I got snagged in rocks, and then psh, line snap. I'm like, no, that was the booby trap is what it was called. It's big spinner. And we circled back around just to see. And then my dad looked down there and seen something just shiny. I think that's it. He's like, oh, I think I can reach that. He did what you did. He jumped in the water and immediately poof, all the way under. had everything underwater. It's like, yeah, you think you can reach it. No, it looks Good. like it ain't that deep. But he guess what? That, it's that it deep. It is that deep. He dove down and got it. He I retrieved just, it. Like I said, once I was in that deep, be like, you know what? It's cool, kids. I'm going for it, man. I could see it. I, right I should have jumped in and got that, that crawdad lure because I was like, it's, oh, right, yeah. it's right there, man. I know it's right there in between them two rocks. I know it is. We're- Picking but up, I, yeah, Jimmy had this sweet little crawdad lure. It was bad to the bone, man. It was awesome. You throw it out there, and it would pull from the back, so it looked like a crawdad shooting across, and yeah, just like sit it, on the bottom. and Like phew. like the tail was would flip, That's like awesome. it was swimming. And it had two wires underneath the, the hooks so they wouldn't get caught. But when it gets wedged in between two rocks with the tail and the rock, then, well, guess what? Snappo. Yeah, we lost her. Should have got her in there and got it. Should've, it was right there, man. Water was only 70-some degrees. I'd already been in it two or three different times that week. <laughs> well, it was one more time. I should have went down there and got that thing. Oh, but, man. Should have. Yeah, what do all we catch when we were up there? We caught some pike. Caught some pike. And that turtle... I tried to pull up that big old pike that I caught, and the mm-hmm. turtle ate half of it. Oh, yeah. So we had a turtle eat our, yeah. Yeah. Eat our, our fish on our stringer. Fish and on they're the done that. <laughs> yeah. We pulled it in the otter once. No way. In Tennessee. Uh, it was in our basket of crappie. Screw that. Literally. Oh, wait, it got in the basket? It was open in the bottom hole of the basket. Yeah. And we kept pulling it up, and I'm like, we're close to limited, but it just don't look like it. And there was only like 12 crappie. I'm like, no, we're supposed to have like 35 crappie. What the hell's happening? So he was following you? Yeah, he was just, yeah, he's under the boat the whole time. Yeah. He must, I don't know. We never seen him breathe or nothing. The one time he pulled up and his hand got stuck for a second. He was going ballistic. Oh, I bet. Uh, he was caught. <laughs> those things are mean. And next day we bought one of those foam coolers and started throwing him in the boat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Feed no more freaking otters. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think that's why the guys in Minnesota wind up using the zip ties on the bottom of their uh, net. Oh, probably. Because the turtles come up and just. Yeah, chomp, right in them baskets. Chomp that net. Just chomp that net, man. Mm-hmm. Taking them fish. I'm getting that. You know how hard that pike is to catch when I'm sitting there? Pfft, now he's in a basket. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Jimmy, do we share our secret about catching the big fish? Ooh, I don't know, man. Your are dad we, your dad, we, and Ned probably already know it, if it's even a secret. Or do but, we keep it close to the vest? But it does, it does seem like it was a really good idea man really well it worked 
It worked the one time. You want me to spill the beans? You can spill the beans if you want to. So me and Jimmy are fishing the last day up in Minnesota. And we're probably in the last couple hours, maybe the last uh, yeah, at least the final the last. hour of the final day. The final Sorry, I had to do it. Yeah, sorry. Right. It was a moment. You had to roll with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, I think you were driving, right? Yeah, I was driving, yep. So we did a U-turn to head back towards the cabin, and then that's when we seen it. It was like that little channel in the water. It's just that calm water. You know, you've got the waves on both sides, and there's, there's that calm path. Looks like, I don't know, it just looks like a path made for the boat to drive in. Yeah, know? it looks like it. looks like, like maybe it's the underground channel that's in there or something, but everything else was just wavy, and that big like a 15 foot spot was just smooth do you know what that is it's probably a boat wake an old boat there wake. was there was no boats so out they there. can last for an, like it up to an hour after a boat went oh through. really well shoot and uh, man but because it, it's causing this disturbance the boat when it goes through is causing all this disturbance not saying it doesn't attract fish or whatever but that smooth patch kind of looks like a river running through most lakes are going to be really small to not actually it would be very tough to have that on the surface, like uh, Torch Lake, Crystal Lake, in Michigan stuff. They have the rivers that run through them, mm-hmm. but they almost always run on the bottom. Mm. They don't push current to the top. Hmm. They almost snake along the bottom. About the only thing I could think of with this lake too is it does have a Natural spring, spring that feeds the one. Yeah, That's not enough current. I mean, mm. it would be a it would be a quite a quite a hefty spring. But I, it's probably a boat trail. I'm well, not saying it doesn't. So what what's causing that? is the water in that spot's upturning and causing it to be nice and gentle on top. Oh, yeah. But then everything else can be wavy around it because it's still split water from when the boat went through. See, and that's what I guess... Even a long time ago? I mean, even a... I mean, it could be an egg an hour. You really? You've never seen nobody. Wow. Oh, yeah, because we didn't. We were the last one. I mean, we were talking about it when we did our Loch Ness episode. Yeah. Those standing boat wakes can last hours, sometimes on bigger bodies of water. Hmm. Hmm. Well... I'm still going to roll with the Oops. theory, though. Don't yeah. roll with it. I thought no, it doesn't say it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it, you right. know, there's just... something to it. So we're so Jimmy, like let's let's hit that current because it was facing home anyways. Right, so it's probably Fred's like, boat. So we're like, you know what? Let's just ride that out and see where it takes us and see if we snag anything. So we're following it, putting through there. We get right to about where the end of it was, and then his pole just bends over the back of the boat, and he hooked a huge walleye. And it wound up pulling that string all the way to the end, but I didn't put that little piece of tape on the little bait caster thing. I learned a little lesson there, too. And it just kept spinning on the rail. I thought, man, he broke my line, dude. I could see it flopping in the wind. Yeah. So he was like, I think it's spinning on the spool. I was like, hold on. Next thing I know, click, man. It. I was like, all right. Hey, all right. Let's reel this in. All of a sudden, the line starts jerking. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's still on there, man. He is still on there. I was like, how can that even be? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Sure enough, it was another big old fat walleye. I was oh, yeah. like, holy spokes. That is nuts. He pulled his line all the way out to nothing. And then he thought he was gone. He thought he snapped it. And I'm like, did you? It's, is your, is your well, drag I re- set? I was reeling like a mamma jammer. I was like, hey, just, I think he was- broke it. And that's what Jay said. I think it's spinning on the spool. I was like, oh. Reeled her in just a little bit. Got her to catch. And 
started reeling that excess, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, the pole dips down in the water. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I think that feller's still on there. How can that even be? How do you not chomp that line right in half? He didn't have no leader on it or nothing, so I don't uh-uh. know how he didn't chew that in half. That's the catch of the day, though. It was. That was that was the good one. That was the good one. That 19-inch smallmouth is pretty awesome, too, because he come out of the water, what, four or five times. Oh, yeah. And got him in the boat, and turns out he's got two hooks in his side. <laughs> Because he must have spit one out, and the one must have come around and hooked him again. And then, then the other one got him again. Uh, either that or maybe I snagged him on the way by. I don't know. But, yeah, well, he hooked uh, him on his side, though. Got uh, him all the way in the boat, though. Yeah, when I got well, once I got him in the boat, it was in his side. I think it was in his mouth at one time, but I think he did some flipping and some flopping and once got they, rid of it. They can get rolled in the line, and that'll immediately snag them. Mm-hmm. They'll pop the hook, and it'll... But it'll go along their body and catch somewhere else. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too, if he did a shake and that mm-hmm. other back hook that wasn't in the nuts and wound up hooking him in the side, and then he popped that other one out, and it was still wound up yeah. coming back and getting him anyway. Now, I know it took me about three to five minutes to get him in because he wasn't having no joy <laughs> coming in. I can tell you that. Shoo. <laughs> all that water four or five times. So what's all these ditty dots on this board over here, fellas? What's he pointing out? Oh, the map of Ohio. Oh. That's the, the paranormal map of Ohio. Uh, every haunting, every cryptid, every uh, weird, every weird little thing, every UFO sighting. Well, not everyone, but the uh, major ones. ones of note. Yes, um, mm. there's also like Bigfoot tracks, like track sightings, yeah, famous cast stuff mm-hmm. like that. All sorts cool. of stuff on there. I was wondering. I was just wondering. I was asking. I got the. It, we don't got it laminated yet, but I have the U.S. one up there, folded up. Oh, that'd be cool. It's on top of the shelf. That'd be cool. There's yeah. all kinds of neat one-off stuff in here. So, yeah, yeah. Definitely some cool stuff in there. Oh, that's cool. It's a shower curtain. Uh, <laughs> indeed. It's an octopus fighting Sasquatch. Uh, by our friends, uh, well, Jess and her uh, brother from Broken Branch Design. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. That's tight. You're We're bad. speaking at their event this year. You're in bad shape, Sasquatch. Yeah, I don't think he's winning that one. Sasquatch will win a lot of fights. Yeah, but not that one. But yeah, I don't... It's like, I'm just going to drag you into the water, and I'm going to drown you. Then I'm going to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about Bigfoot, Jimmy? I think it's got to be out there, man. I mean, there's just too much going on that can't be out there. What do you think it is? Man, I, you know, is it a big dude that's lived out in the woods for a long time and just really freaking hairy or is it, uh, is it is it an actual culture you know is it a an actual like ape type culture like you know like monkeys have that genre of folks i mean sure they ain't got that same kind of genre going on right yeah hmm. or or was it an escape experimental mutant mm, it could be one of them government science things <laughs> i've i've seen some things on that too some weird looking that's what jay thinks the grafton monster was oh yeah I think so. Some government experiment all shot up with drugs and stuff. Yeah. And they the escaped. headless horror. Yeah, let's just go drop him in some foreign country and watch him tear some stuff off. Right. He was more like a, he was more like a big peaceful headless seal. Peaceful? Yeah, he didn't. I guess he didn't hurt. Grafton nobody. didn't do nothing. That's, That's right. the kind of the thing with the story. Is yeah. that the people immediately formed a mob and accidentally shot one another? The monster. Literally nothing. did nothing besides sit beside the road and stare at the river. Just, just like Lenny from Mice of Men. And then <laughs> a guy almost hit him with a car, and then all hell broke loose. People with, people with their insanity say, hey, you know what? Let's just go shoot each other. 
How many stories have we done where immediately after the monster is sighting, a monster posse forms to go hunt the thing, and they end up... We did it with our Loch Ness stuff. Uh, it's not fully... Well, it'll... Yes, it will be all the way out by the yeah. time this episode comes out, so I can ruin this. But no, they, they a bunch of guys had a harpoon gun, a homemade harpoon gun, and they ended up uh, shooting another boat with it. <laughs> Hunting in the fog. They almost killed another guy because they just had this gigantic homemade harpoon gun. A pressurized harpoon. Hunting the Loch Ness Monster. And then they seen a boat in the fog and immediately shot it. <laughs> no, that's... you imagine if you're sitting there in your little fishing boat, trolling for some walleye, yeah. and a five-foot harpoon comes just... <laughs> I'd be one, looking for some explanation, boys. <laughs> I'd probably rack another one. Make but, sure the monster's dead. Right, yeah. yeah. Make, what is wrong with you fellas, man? Don't you want to confirm something before you shoot at it? No, nobody does. No. Shoot first, ask yeah, questions ask later. Ask questions later. Yeah. All right, so what do you think about UFOs? Man, you know, I see a lot of those pilot things, you know, like air the pilots. The tic-tac and stuff, and stuff yeah, like that, and, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, wow, I mean, that's... <laughs> Never one knew there was that much of it out there. But, yeah, I mean, that's there got to be out there. I mean, and, you know, uh, just my whole thing is, you know, pyramids and the finks. And how did how those people really build those? Yeah. Do you I have mean, any how, ideas? How did you move that that 200-ton stone with people and put it up on top of this other one? I, I think aliens did it, man. I really do. Or mastodons. Yeah, I guess I could see them picking up, yeah. Maybe Make the elephants drag it. Yeah, but man, I just just how you know how are you going to get somebody up that high to carve that Finx face in there with yeah. that with that much precision? The precision's what gets me. Wasn't the Sphinx the one that's carved from the surrounding rock? It wasn't moved. Um, that could be maybe so. Yeah, I think the Sphinx. That's why it's special. The pyramids were moved there. The Sphinx was built like what the Sphinx was a, a naturally occurring rock formation there, and they carved away stuff. To make the Sphinx. Yeah. So they have this pure... And the head's different. You know, we talked about that. The head's not the right, the original head. Right, yeah. It's a different that, that head. dude's head on it, it originally had a big, what was it? Well, they don't know. They, they kind of think. They think it was what, a, a, jackal a jackal. Or a dog. or a, Yeah, you know, it wasn't uh, like... A, or a lion. Cats one and of stuff. Lions and cats and mm-hmm. whatnot. Didn't Egyptians. have like a human face. Yeah. Right. It definitely wasn't a human head. Just... Wasn't it modeled after like... One of the a kings. much later pharaoh. Yeah, or pharaoh, yeah, that's it. And the much head, later and pharaoh. And it had so small proportion to the body. Mm-hmm. And the, But the pyramid, the Great Pyramids, the foundation which the pyramid sits on, that was artificially made too. It's like basalt rock they put there and they laid there too. So the whole foundation in which it sits on was built and constructed. So it's even more nuts than... Do you have any ideas, Jimmy? Of I, it's nobody knows right. anything we're talking about. Nobody speculation. knows. Right? It's here saying speculation. Ah, I mean, it's it's amazing how they can move that big of a rock, you know. And then you bring that water, you know, you bring a rock that size across water. I mean, I know they said they could have did it on a boat, but is there any boat back then that was could handle that much weight without sinking? So they they had some pretty unique systems designed for moving those rocks. If you want to go that route. There was, what are those guys? I always talk about them. I always forget. They're like out in Nevada or something like that. So it's two older gentlemen, and they use technology from the time, and they move gigantic rocks. I think their record for two men moving a rock is like 150 tons. Wow. It's something stupid. And it's literally these two guys. It's a big pulley system, but they just kind of both push down with just their body weight, and it picks up this big rock and gently carries it over and sets it back down. That's amazing. 
So not saying that there's nothing. I don't think the pyramids are that special. And I've said this before, and uh, I'll say it again. Because you're... You don't know nothing. I that's think why. other pyramids in the world are special. <laughs> I mean the Great Pyramids. I'm talking about the Great Pyramids of Giza. I don't think they're that special. I just think they're big. They are big. I think other pyramids around the world have more significance than mm. those pyramids. I'm going to have to disagree. That's fine. You're going to be wrong. You're wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you do know the Great Pyramid. I think I told you this. It's eight-sided, not four-sided. Yeah, because right? it's slightly curved in. Yeah, so the math on that to build that is... Do you think it was actually, uh, what did they say, marble? Marble capped? Oh, like that crystal whatever capped by that? They think it's marble, I believe. It's or was it quartz? It wasn't Crystal quartz, yeah. It was quartz. But it wasn't holy crystal quartz. Um, something that's like that. There's still. I some... think it was marble because that's they still... marble has quartz in it. They they have it though. Still, the um, the, there's one of the tour guys. You can go on YouTube and watch him. He does some tours around there, but they don't like him doing the main tours, the official ones. But they all the rubble that was falling off that that was still there, existing that they knew it was still there. They dug a big hole and shoved it all into it and buried it right beside the pyramid. Just to hide it all. And he's like, well, I wonder why. And he pulled out some pieces that he had that had like perfect drill holes right through it and stuff. It's just weird. Weird stuff. But why would they bury it and hide it? Like the caps that was remaining. You know what I mean? It's all gone. But they buried it. Hmm. Somebody stole the gold and had to cover up their tracks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hell, Napoleon used to take up, used to use it for target practice. The Sphinx's face yeah. he did. Yeah, that's why it's all, sh- that's why the nose is gone. Yeah. He used to use it for cannonball practice. Really? Yeah. And that's he why he took over Egypt for a short period of time. Uh, he would just, yeah, he had all of it. He hated Egypt. Napoleon hated Egypt. Short man complex. Yeah. yeah. He hated everybody, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Anything tried that was to, bigger than him. Well, tried to invade Russia in the winter. Yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's going to backfire right off the start. Yeah, the Russians aren't happy there anyways. Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to fight you. They're not going to go outside. It's negative 85. Yeah. And if they do, they're not going to be happy about it, and they're going to really fight nasty. <laughs> There's a polar bear frozen solid out there. You think they're going out there? <laughs> they're going to sit out there and watch be like, yeah, let them come across. How you doing, fellas? And if anyone might, it would be the Russians probably. Oh, Just yeah. get a little drink of vodka in them, yeah. and yeah. They'll, they'll do it. We drink the vodka. We go out here and shoot these guys. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think about ghosts? Ghosts. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think they're out there, man. You know, I, well, I guess uh, I, as long as you believe in God and whatnot, I mean, there has to be, I mean, there has to be something out there because there's too many amazing things that happen that just, is it just fate that did that? Or was there actual power that did that? Mm-hmm. There's too much questions. Or was there somebody looking out for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe in ghosts. I do. I really do. Oh, I think right I believe you. my sister actually saw one one time. My uh, older, my older brother that passed away. She said he came down, sat down on her bed, and was like, "Shh, you don't see me." She said she pulled the covers over her head. It's like I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same thing. She said I certainly don't. But she, she it took her a long time before she would ever tell yeah, anybody it's a, it's about a that. Amazing thing in life. Yeah. You know, it's, but it's a it's a very odd thing to experience you know and have to sit there and deal with yeah right yeah, i i never have i mean I, I i i must have had one of those sleep dreams or whatever but i asked my brother i was like didn't we see our uncle drive by on our road past our house and wave to us and his hood was crushed in on the top of his car he was like no he passed away on 117 i was like dude i'm telling you i, I felt the wind of that car going by and i tasted the dust and he's like no dude it did not happen and i was like hmm must have been one of them dreams where, you know, it 
reality dream. Or uh, whatever what is that called? Just feels real. It uh, starts with a P. Premonition. Premonition. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that that a premonis a premonisive dream. Yep. So I figure out. But yeah, he wound up passing away on one seventeen. But I could swear I seen him on. <laughs> he probably on did. Plum Road, waving to us, and his hand crushed in on the car, and his hand out the window waving to us as he drove by. Um, Dwayne's like, no, nah, never happened, dude. Never happened. I was like, dude, I felt the wind, man. And I, I could taste the dust of the car driving by. I said, dude, it. And he's like, no, nah, it never happened. I was like, all right, man. But I'm telling you, it sure felt like it did. That's, cra- that's crazy, though, yeah. you know? Must, it must have been one of them premonition dreams or something. Or like deja vu kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I've done this before. Right. <laughs> I know I've done this before. You know, you just dreamed that you, you're about to do it. You did it before in your dream, but you ain't done it yet. So yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I believe in ghosts, man. I really do. Your turn, Jay. What for a question? Yeah, get Jimmy's opinion on stuff because he's got great opinions on this stuff. I know. Um, well, we did Bigfoot, we did UFOs, ghosts. What about that big werewolf dude? I've seen a couple of things on that. Dogman. About, about a truck driver that stopped on the side of the road, and, and next thing he looks up, and there's like this eight foot figure with gigantic teeth and red eyes looking through his window. Ooh. Well, what do you what, think? What does that dude call well, Dogman is what most people really? refer to as. Like, it's like almost a, it's like a werewolf without being a person. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, so werewolf have that person, like, transforming into that creature. Right, he just stays. He's creature. just that creature. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen some couple episodes on that, too. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty wild, too. I mean, it ain't something you'd want to walk through the woods and run into. No. I mean. No, yeah. I mean, They're literally the worst one. Uh, we did an episode called. Excuse me. The Beast of the Land Between the Lakes. Uh, killed a whole family. Uh, there's police documentation of this. Dad was slashed all to pieces. Mom, her face was all slashed up. Uh, the little three-year-old girl, part of her was in one tree, and part of her was in another tree, and they had her intestines hanging there like Christmas ornaments. Like connecting the two. Holy smoke. Yeah, so yeah. it was a massacre. Yeah, that's just... The coroner said it was... It had to be an axe murder of the whole family, but the only thing he couldn't understand was every, no matter if you kill somebody with a brand new axe right out the box or a really old axe, it leaves micro metal behind, and they could find none of it. But he's like, the wounds could have only been done by something really sharp and heavy, slashing. And he's like, it had to be an axe. It just, it's really weird that they couldn't fi- find these micro metals. Couldn't be a claw? Yeah, well, it could be. You know, he's not trained for that. He's just trained to... Yeah, search out metals and whatnot. Right, not to look for. Hmm. I mean, what are you going to do? Tell your superiors it looks like they were ripped apart by a dog man. A dog man. Yeah, by a by an eight foot wolf dude with (laughs) massive claws and huge teeth, dude. But what do you think about him? I I mean, I haven't heard a lot about it, but I mean, what I have heard about it sounds pretty scary. But yeah, it's probably the worst one of any of these. Monsters, cryptids, creatures, where you could possibly run into. That's what I would figure too, because I mean, it's its whole purpose is to. These are know, probably gray aliens. Eat, 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 and survive. Well, I think a gray alien I could at least kick. No, because see, they have that thing where they kind of make you stop moving. Oh, okay. And then they molest you, and then they put stuff in and out of you, and they take your organs out. Hmm. There was one I was listening to, where the human was complete, both the man and woman were completely dissected. Why they were still conscious, mm. and it, they could feel it all and everything, and the alien just kept telling them not to worry about it; they'll be fine. But they're like, it hurts. 
Yeah, Shoot. screw that. He'd be hearing some words from me. You better hope I don't get up off that table. <laughs> well, they had like Lord. her liver was out, her ovaries were out, her intestines were out. She's seen her lungs. You better hope he can control me before we ever get to that point. I think that she even later on identified a tumor, like from seeing her own organs come out of her body. Oh, and wow. And they found a tumor. Like, she's like, she told the doctor, like, well, fix it then, you jackwad. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Gray aliens are not good. They're bad, huh? Yeah. They're bad. They're them and the reptiles. Yeah. The reptilians. Not a fan. Reptilians just drank you. I also think anything with the red eyes. Yeah. Nothing in nature should have red eyes besides yeah. hatchet fish. It's like a spirit or a demon or something. No, sometimes you flash light on your dog and once in a while and they come across them like red, beady little eyes. Shine Ooh. is different than I glow. Uh, if they're just sitting there and they're glowing red. In the dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not the best thing to yeah, be around. Time to go. Time to go. That's a fair point of your brain's like, yeah, it's time to yeah. skedaddle. Hey, did you hear that growl at me? Let's go see what it was. No, yeah, let's not go. Me. Let's go I, that way and see it from a distance. I'd That's be it. like, see you, Jimmy. Well, I am not going no, anywhere near this. Nope, nope, yeah. I'm going to McDonald's. Hey, here's your flashlight. You can go on ahead and let me know how that comes out. Call me. I'm not going with you. Oh, man. Or like, you see them red eyes over there? Let's go check it out. <laughs> no. No, no, let's don't. Let's stay over here and maybe go get a big, long, powerful flashlight and fling it over there a couple times. Yeah. I would not be on board for that mission. Nope, I would not either. I would abandon ship. Yep. I'm out. I'm swimming. I'm swimming. <laughs> Hopefully it can't swim because I'm gone. Because <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm treading water, boys. See me walk on water here in a minute. I'm out. Be <laughs> <laughs> running that bad. No, what else can we ask Jimmy? I'm trying to think. I know you got more stories to share, but I don't want to get into. I don't want to dive into them too deep or anything right now. Jimmy's got some good childhood stories, but maybe we can bring them back. For... Oh, I do got some doozies about those. Yeah, there's some dandies. Most of my brothers torture, but it's, oh, it's all <laughs> glorious for me. <laughs> Glorious torture for him. Uh, well, okay, wait. I do got to get one more story out of it, actually, now that I think about it. You need to tell Justin your praying mantis story. Oh, about getting bit by that one? Oh, yeah. Have I told you this one? Yes. I have told you? Yes. Has Jimmy told you? No. Oh, well. So let's hear it. Well, well I was always, I lived out in the country, so I always liked bugs, man. I mean, bugs was always just the coolest thing. Well, I'd never seen a praying mantis before and you were how old at this time mm, maybe six okay six is six eight ish and i'd never seen one before especially nothing this big i mean this thing was a monster i mean it was huge it was cryptic looking you know it looked like a dinosaur i mean it just had these big cryptic claws and this triangular shaped head and just these weird looking eyes and it's just tilting its head around i was like oh yeah i gotta have that you know i picked up a million spiders off their webs by just picking up them by a tail and just toss them in a jar i had the same plan with that praying mantis so i thought i'd just reach my hand around behind its back and i'll snatch it up well as soon as it saw me it raised back on its tail and stuck its arms up and I, whoop, that just striked my enthusiasm even more. I wanted you before. Now I've got to have it. <laughs> got to have it now. So I, as soon as I got my hand close to it, this thing raised. It, it literally grabbed my finger and pulled my finger down to it. And I watched its little jaw open up and bite me right there. And it, as hard as I could reach over and just like pinch you with just a little mm-hmm. bit of skin, that's exactly what it felt like. 
And I was like, oh, my God. So, man, it took me five shakes to get this thing to finally fly off my finger because it clamped on there like that with them claws, and then it just hammered me. Chink. <laughs> and it, I was just like, oh, my God. So it was like five shakes, finally got this thing to fly off. I was like, oh, yeah. I wanted you before. Then I really wanted you when you did that. Oh, now I definitely got to have you. So I got me this big old jar, man. I swooped it up in this jar. Wound up putting a bunch of sticks and some leaves in there and some grass. Then every bug I could find, right? The biggest, nastiest spiders I could find, the meanest bumblebees, wasps, whatever I could find. Flip them in that jar. That eh, friend, man, this would just smash them, right? So I'd, I'd let it kill, I don't know, half a dozen bugs. I wound up letting it go, though, because I was like, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, you're a champion, dude. I mean, everything. It didn't matter what you put in there. It just, bam, just snatch it right up. And just, ah, da, 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 da. It's like, oh, man, I can't believe you just ate that. But it's she, awesome. She Amazing. earned her freedom. She did, right after she bit my finger. I made her captive for a little while, but she earned her freedom after she killed, I don't know, six, seven, eight, ten. The only bug I didn't care for is them millipedes, them little red ones that's got the couple legs on. That's the only one bug I just, I just would not snatch it up. I just would not pick it up. I don't know why it's something about them little dudes when you flip over a log and there's this little red, little legged, nah, 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 nah. Oh, no, I'm out, man. I'm, I'm nothing to do without any other bug. I'm cool with, but that little dude, I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> it's probably a good thing, though. Probably, because yeah. I don't know up. if they're poisonous or oh, not. Oh, they're venomous, yeah. yeah well, They'll let you why, up. That's why I never messed with them. I used to have uh, I used to have tiger centipedes, and I had a Vietnamese centipede, so a Vietnamese centipede gets about that long. Whoa. And they get about, you know, that thick. And they will mess you up eight ways to Sunday. Is that the one that escaped in your house? No, that was a millipede. Oh, okay. That's the gentle Yeah, got the, gotcha. got the bunch of tiny little yeah. legs. Millipedes. You're talking about the one that's got those Centipedes, big, long, aggressive red, legs yeah. out the Fast. side and got that pincher that's yeah. like, yeah, I've seen that's them centipede, on centipede, carnivores. Millipedes are herbivores. Real slow. They're all t- Millipedes are really toxic, mm-hmm. but you got to eat them. Like, you just don't eat them. Now, what, then there's some monkeys that actually... Lemurs, me- yeah. Le- yes, me- get a buzz off of them. Yep. Get like, like they're on hallucinogenic. Yep, it is a hallucinogenic. <laughs> yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. What are you going to do? I'll just go hit us some well, freaking millipedes. Yeah, what they do is they, like, start, they get them and they ball up and they start bashing them on the tree and stuff like that. Not hard enough to kill them, but hard enough to really make them mad. Yeah. And they look like it's, they're oozing stuff. Yeah, they'll squirt juice out, yeah. spray juice out of them. Yeah, and then they sit there and they lick it and they're like... Yeah, or they'll, they'll like... <laughs> try to bend them and stuff and you'll see them squirting you'll, they'll be able to just, and then they'll just be sitting in the tree like oh like, did, yeah, yeah yeah they'll go all willy-nilly for a while and what what's what's some other monkeys or something like that eats the fermented fruit a lot like baboons and, and then they'll wind like up that. they'll wind up getting yeah. drunk off that fermented fruit that's been sitting there that's almost like turned into a wine they'll yeah there was up. a video of a whole bunch of animals in africa getting drunk off of fruit including that's... a family of elephants oh that's great and these elephants were destroying stuff and like just being drunk idiots. Yeah. That's it's like, hilarious. It's like, we're big, we're bad, let's go crunch some stuff. Yeah. Let's go chase that guy down, because he's too small, he can't do nothing. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they probably would. Probably would. And be like, yeah, we're, you know what, we weigh like 15, we're like three or four tons. What do you want to go pick on? Anything <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. Exactly. We can go mess with that hippo, we can make him run. <laughs> Even though the hippo is like one of the meanest dudes on the planet. They but. still, they'll still win. I was literally, I watched a video a couple of days ago. Of elephants getting in the water to harass hippos, juvenile just, males, just to mess with them. Yeah, because they're like four times, they're like three times the size of the biggest hippo. Yeah, so they really don't care. They're so so much bigger. 
and these were juvenile males, and the hippos were swimming circles around them, and these elephants were trying to catch them and stuff like that. It's like a it's like a drunk teenager trying to catch a pig. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I know I can catch it. <laughs> I can get him. Or like I like seeing the little elephants walk up to the gators eating on something, and the gators are just like, or the baby hippo, baby hippo walk up on some gators munching on something. And they'll just like, nope, it won't even mess with that baby hippo. Oh, because no, because know, it's, it's a bad they, deal. You yeah, don't touch the hippo. Yeah, you know mama's over there. Mama will come over there, and she's going to stomp on somebody, mm-hmm. or she's oh, going to yeah. take her eight-long tusk and plunge him through your spotty. You ever seen that video of that crocodile that actually got stuck in that big herd of hippos? Yes, that poor dude. You ever dude. seen it, Jay? I don't think so. The water's just turning brown from all the mud thrashing. Every once in a while, you see this big, like, 18-foot crocodile being thrown out, like, screaming. It looks like it's screaming as it's being ripped apart, and then it goes back in. And oh, all these hippos no. are going nuts, like, trying to find it. Yeah. And they ripped it apart. Oh, man. An 18-foot crocodile just got ripped apart. That's insane. Like, yeah, that, 150 hippos. Yeah, that yeah that poor guy. It's like he tried to get in the water, and they just, like, they just scooped him back up. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nah, you need to stay on top, or he can bite you, and he can bite you, and he's going to bite you, and he's going to bite you. Hippos are a-holes. Yeah, they, they, they are. I heard they've killed more people. They kill more people than anything. I heard they're super territorial. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, I bet you they taste good, though. They look like big pigs. <laughs> I Gator, wonder. Gators seem to like them. I bet you they taste. I bet you they have a great pork belly. Hmm. <laughs> that makes you wonder. How much bacon can we get off of that? Oh, we're gonna get a lot of hippo bacon. <laughs> Are they related to pigs? No. Okay. A little closely related to uh, cetaceans and sirenids. What's that? You know what a cetacean is? Yeah, when you yeah when you something when you break the law and they pull you. Oh, over. that too. Yeah. <laughs> Cetacean, not citation. Oh, oh okay, all right. That Whales and dolphins, and then uh, serenids are oh. manatees and dugons. Okay. Well, shoot. Close to the mammal category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a perfect one to end on. Yeah, this that was a good ball. One. All right, Jimmy, we have tradition. Any guests we have on, we're going to count to three, and we're all just going to scream bye into the mic. Sweet. And then our outro will play. Oh, the outro. You ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Bye. bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.